0: Here's a, a, a column, an article at theconversation.com that caught our attention immediately upon seeing it a few days ago. The title, How Small Acts of Kindness Can Make You Happier and Healthier. Saw this, read it, and went, my gosh, let's talk to the person who wrote this. It was written by Mina Andiapan, who is an assistant professor of management and organization at the University of Toronto. Professor Andiapan, Mina, good morning and Welcome.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having
0: me. Well, it's wonderful to have you. This is a terrific piece. It is one of those things that we know about, we've known about pretty much all our lives, and occasionally indulge, and every time we do go, wow, that old cliche is actually right. Small acts of kindness do benefit, generally speaking, everyone involved, don't they?
1: They really do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So let's talk a little bit about the research that you and your team have done in order to come to this conclusion, Mina.
1: Sure. So we actually engaged in this study because, as you mentioned, most people know this to be true and think, oh, it's, you know, it's nice to do something nice for someone else. Uh-huh. And we do have some research on this topic saying that we have these kind of great mental health benefits from doing so. But we never study this during the pandemic. And so that's what we wanted to look at, right? Are there sort of like low cost, low effort ways that anyone can make themselves feel better, even during really difficult times, such as going through COVID, as we all have done. And so we ran our study at the height of isolation when people were on lockdown across the U.S. and across Canada. And we studied over 1,000 people over a five-week period and we wanted to really understand, were you getting benefits from engaging in these kind acts or not?
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, let me just stop you for a second. You had 1,000 people that were your, your test subjects. But uh, the interesting part about this, Mina, was that you had the opportunity to uh, to take advantage of the laboratory provided by public health and the government of Canada because we were all locked down. And they're, <laughs> they were pretty easy to identify as an experimental group, right? This is quite Very- unusual behavior.
1: <laughs> That's true. And so actually we used that setting um, to actually um, look at three different types of individuals, essentially three different types of samples. So we had one set of individuals where we said, just keep track of what you're doing daily. like sure. Don't change anything that you're doing normally. And then we're looking at measures like anxiety and depression and happiness and things like that. And then in the other group, we said, treat yourself. You're in the treat yourself condition. So go ahead and have that extra piece of cake. We'll, you know, Watch your favorite show on Netflix. Um, you know, go online shopping and buy yourself that, that item that you really want. Mm-hmm. And let's see if they have these kind of great benefits. And then our third subject, our third kind of pool was individuals who asked were asked to sort of you engage in these pro-social behaviors, as we call them, or kindness behaviors. So do something good for someone else. And you choose whatever it is that you want to do. You could spend money. You could spend time. Um, you can just do whatever you like that's going to benefit someone else. And then we'll see if that has, you know, greater benefits to you versus someone who's in the treat yourself condition, essentially, or someone who doesn't do anything special.
0: Okay, so you had one group that you said, no changes, carry on as as normal. The other group, do a little self-indulgence. Go ahead, knock yourself out. And the third group, flip the coin and do something nice for somebody else. So they're your three groups that you, you've identified. Now, uh, uh, how did they do? Uh, this is fascinating stuff.
1: So we found um, the real difference was for people who were in this pro-social condition who did something kind for others. And for them, we found that this resulted in lower levels of anxiety and increased impressions of the meaning of life or how important life is and like what's the value of life, essentially. And we found that that lasted even five weeks later. So people were asked to engage in these behaviors for three weeks and then we went and studied at the five week mark, do you have any lasting effects? And we found that those levels of anxiety were still low after five weeks. And that idea of the meaning of life was still high after five weeks as well.
0: Interesting. You know, this is the group that you, uh, you encourage to perform random acts of kindness. Now, how about the other two test groups, the one that you said treat yourself and the, and the others whom you said do nothing differently, carry on as normal? How did, they, right. how did they measure up versus the people who actually went out and did nice things for others?
1: We didn't see any effects for them. So compared to this this group who we're doing you only get these benefits if you're doing something nice for someone else essentially.
0: Interesting stuff. So even uh, people who were allowed to, as you say, uh, you know, have a, have an extra piece of cake or uh, a cocktail after dinner or something fancy with your coffee, etc., etc., et, cetera, et cetera, uh, that would indicate at least, Mina, on the surface of things, an opportunity to uh, g- get a little uh, relaxation, a little burst of, of positivity. And you notice no real change. No, we notice
1: no real change. And I think... I think the reason we saw this is because a lot of times people, when you engage in these behaviors, um, uh, because it was done, especially during the pandemic, most people are doing these by themselves, right? So maybe you have an extra cocktail, but you're by yourself, or yeah, maybe right. you're watching a favorite show, you're by yourself, mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, whereas with the pro-social behaviors, I think the main point is the social aspect, right? So even if you can't see the person you're benefiting, like if you're giving money to charity, right. uh, you see still have this impression that you're helping someone else, right? That brings out the social aspect of the behavior, so I think that's why we saw these benefits.
0: Interesting. And did people, when when you were taking and doing the homework and doing the wrap-up and getting the final comments, the exit to interviews, if you will, with your subjects, did the people who indulged in those acts of kindness uh, talk at all about how the anxiety or uh, other issues that they were dealing with, as we all were during pandemic, gosh, what's next for crying out loud? Out. Did they talk at all about how concerning themselves about other people actually distracted their anxiety factor to the to to a manageable point?
1: Right. So I think you've hit the nail on the head there. A lot of the people indicated right because they were helping someone else, they were concentrating on someone else's you know, difficulties, mm-hmm. Or They're concentrating on, oh, I'm helping an elderly neighbor across the street. I'm, you know, shoveling someone's driveway. We did this over the winter, <laughs> so sure, a lot right. related to snow and bad weather conditions. Um, you know, some people went ahead and, you know, gave money to a homeless person. So they think about other people who are not maybe as well off as they are, right? Even if I'm going through this really stressful experience, I know that I can do something to help other people. And so it takes the attention off of yourself and your troubles. And helps you think about other people, right? And that's something that helps you think about how valuable life is and also reduces your own anxiety because you're thinking outwardly.
0: Indeed, and 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 you have to make a little extra effort given the fact that in many cases of doing something nice for someone else, again, during the pandemic, Mina, you couldn't do it face-to-face. You couldn't see the feedback and the warmth generated by your act uh, in that immediate moment that's, that, of course, is very rewarding uh, for many.
1: Right. What was interesting here is we actually found a lot of people who engaged in online, like, helping through virtual means. Yeah. Um, so whether that was, oh, I do online gaming, and so I help someone out by giving them my tokens, or, you know, I, one person said, oh, I saw someone experiencing online bullying, so I went and stood up for them, right, on, in, virtually. Um, so I think that was something new in the study as well, right? Like, how can we engage in these kind acts virtually without having contact, actually, with someone else and still derive these great benefits for ourselves?
0: Interesting. Uh, At the end of the article, and it's a great one, and what a nice surprise it was to come across uh, at theconversation.com, you and your team have put together three factors, Mina, that make certain acts particularly beneficial. Can you go through those three, please?
1: Right. So we found one of the first points here was that you want to make sure that you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. So you don't want to do a repeated act. So, for example, for you, maybe it's that you are, um, you know, opening the door for someone, right? We even have benefits from doing something as simple as opening sure. the door for another person at the like yep. grocery store, but you don't want to open the door for someone every day. <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you don't want to be a doorman. Same benefits, right? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so you want to vary the kinds of acts that you're engaging in. So, yes, they're going to be pro-social, but maybe you're helping a different person on a different day. Maybe you are, um, you know, taking over a co shift on one day and the next day you're baking cookies for your neighbor, right? So you're doing different things um, uh, regularly. And then the other piece that's important here is making sure that you're really fully engaged in this. so we didn't see the benefits for people who said oh i'm just going to do you know the minimum to participate in the study right. you know just two acts a week no you want people who are saying like i took this seriously and i did this several times a week and i really tried to engage in it and then the third point is you want to make sure that you're doing acts that are different from what you would normally be doing so for example we had individuals who said oh I, you know help my child with the homework so technically that's a kind of yeah
0: but it's also a parental <laughs> obligation, right, it's a parental
1: obligation yeah right or some other people might say oh i help my spouse with the dishes but you know that's sort of somewhat you know, pretty welcome. close yeah yeah so here where we saw the benefits for people who actually went out of their way to do something that's different than what they would have normally done right so instead um maybe I made contact with a neighbor that I usually never talk to, or maybe I helped a coworker um, or complimented someone that I don't you don't usually compliment or have that relationship with etc right so you want to do something that's different from your norm that's right that's where you get the
0: benefits the piece my friends is at theconversation.com it's entitled how small acts of kindness can make you happier and healthier something we probably intuitively known in our entire lives it's nice to have it out there and in black and white on a piece of paper to reassure yourself that yep you are doing something a benefit not only for yourself but obviously for others the author of the conversation piece Professor Mina Andiapan at the University of Toronto. Mina, thanks very much for this wonderful article.
1: Sure, thank you so much.